All right. We made it. Let's do it. Another one, another one. We almost here, boys. Boys and girls, we almost here. We made it through another year. It's been crazy. Super crazy. A lot of shit to get to today. Super excited again. I go I go by the name of Charles. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Daniel, how you doing today? What's up, y'all? I'm feeling good. Thankful I made it through another year. You know, it's been a crazy year. And we're ending it off on the best note we can, you know? Definitely. It's been such a crazy year. There's so much stuff that's been happening. Obviously, if you've been in the space of NFTs from celebrity NFTs to even you being an individual getting into the NFT space. Obviously, we have the we had the Delta variant. Now we have the Amaricron, or as we call it, Amarion variant. There's so many other things with the presidential elections. There's so many things to get to. What we want to do today is cover kind of a brief stuff that happened in 2021. Also, from our personal standpoint, as well as from a worldly view, and what maybe we can expect in 2022. This is the finale. The year in wrap up, think of it like Jordan game six. This is our game six last shot. And we're going to, you know, just go into 2022 renewed, have an understanding of what to expect as an investor, as an individual in the year coming. So let's get started. So the first piece that we want to cover is kind of Daniel kind of detailing a few things of importance that's been kind of happening in the space of 2021 i mentioned nfts that's the first thing i want to get into is nfts and the importance of what that exactly is and how we see that going into the future or 2022 and beyond so for those that kind of understand what it should be by now is nft or non-fungible token which is basically like a digital asset that's a picture um you can have if you do stocks, all that in, a, in just a digital verse, I'm not going to go into too much in terms of detail of what exactly that is. We've had a previous episode describing this as well as you do your own information to understand. What we're going to actually cover is where do we see NFTs going? Why is it that a lot of celebrities, a lot of athletes are getting to the NFT space? And what does that kind of first foresee the foreseeable future go into for our personal standpoint? So... If you're an athlete, if you're a celebrity, you have a lot of assets, your brand, you are your own brand. So why not put that in a digital space where people can have exclusive deals to sign jerseys, sign memorabilia, sign or or get exclusive copies of albums, uh, you know, just different things of that real estate for those that do personal stuff like Rick Ross. Rick Ross had an NFT real estate deal that he's trying to work on as well as well as video games. So many things that you can get into uh, that the NFT, man. exactly, the eSports, e there's so many things that you can get into with the NFT space. Now, how can how does that affect individuals from the consumer standpoint? That is us and for those watching and listening to today's episode. How that affects us is, example, let me give you an example. Let's say Gucci or Louis Vuitton has an exclusive deal coming out. They have an exclusive bag, exclusive shoes, exclusive whatever merchandise that they're working on. They are in an NFT scope. And this is something that I personally see happening in 2022, where a lot of brands, not even just high high-end brands, but even brands that you work regularly shop at. Let's say you shop at Nordstrom, Banana Republic, Macy's, uh I don't know, Target, whatever the case is, <laughs> Walmart, all these individual companies will be entering the NFT space. 
Why is that? Because we do everything on the internet now. We shop on the internet. We look for specific sales on the internet. These companies aren't stupid. They know that. They know that we shop probably 70% of the time to 30% we go in the store. Because of the fact that we're in a generation now where everything is done on the internet. Maybe we may be considered a lazy generation. I don't know. I call it the working smarter generation. Whatever you kind of figure that out to be, the point is that stores, companies have to adopt to that nature. So I believe with the NFT space, and I want Daniel to get more into it, is I think that let's say Gucci drops a, a bag, a brand new bag. They have it as an NFT. They put it in an NFT space. Now, people can bid and ask for it. What does that mean? That means people can kind of request a price point as to kind of you worked on a StockX or GOAT, kind of work something like that. If you're in the stock market, you should know what a bid and ask price is. It's kind of someone puts up a price. Gucci says, this bag is, let me throw a number out, $500. And let's say people kind of shop for that, get an exclusive deal. If you're the first person to actually purchase this, you exclusively have this bag. Now, how does that actually work as a reseller? Let's say you're someone that works in the sneaker realm. Let's say exclusive Jordans drop as an NFT. LeBron, the LeBron 20s drop as an NFT. And don't I I probably I probably gonna guess that LeBron will probably do the Jordan uh, the LeBron 20s or 21s of course he as an NFT. <laughs> so if you're the lucky customer to actually purchase that, let's say you want to resell that in a years or year ahead or two years ahead, or let's say you want to keep it. The value of that greatly increases for you as a consumer because of the fact that you were the first individual to have this exclusive deal. Uh, remember, NFT is a digital space. That doesn't necessarily mean that you just have it as a copy where you have it on the internet. You can have it also as a physical copy, but the fact is you're actually doing everything. You're purchasing this through a digital realm as opposed to you having to go into the sneaker outlet, the Nike outlet or whatever the case to get these shoes. You can do this from your comfort of your own home. Daniel, what are your and, thoughts on that? And it's exclusive, right? Like the non-fungible portion of NFTs is that it's not something that can really be duplicated. It's unique in its own in its own asset class. So buying a sneaker, you know, the new Jordans or buying you know, a digital image or buying, you know, the next Gucci bag or whatever from the digital space, the NFT space, it gives you that sense of exclusivity that people like and people have gravitated towards. And we've seen that just in this year and in the previous year as NFTs have started to pick up momentum. So I think now, as Charles said, like this is going to really kind of be at the forefront and we've seen it kind of now be a topic of discussion. Like I've, I've even seen some of um, some friends that I know that have talked about NFTs, they're starting to get into NFTs. They DM me, hey, you want to get into NFTs? Like, it's really starting to pick up now. It's not just, like, something that's one of those things to uh, to consider investing in. Nah, it, it's it's the wave now, you know? Like, it's, it's going to really be that um, next-gen kind of investing because, and I think this is a perfect tie-in, as we get more into the digital realm with uh, the metaverse kind of doing its new implementation of just, it, there's so many like, uh, uh, what, what was that one thing that um, the, um, the, uh, the, the Oculus, the Oculus new virtual world gaming system, you can do real estate virtually now, mm -hmm. crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's like so many different things that are being digitized that NFTs just 
fit perfectly in the middle exactly. of everything, right? And I think that this is one of the, you know, on top of the list of things that will really explode in 2022, NFTs is like pretty up there. It's like top three, easy. Right? Exactly. And and as Daniel just kind of mentioned, the metaverse is something that has been taken in 20 and kind of middle to end of 2021, but I believe will be heavily heavily focused in in 2022. I think all the big tech companies will probably have adopted it in some type of space, whether it's uh, you have Microsoft has their own virtual work from home space. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I know they're partnering, I think, with Meta now, or formerly Facebook on something like that. You hear about the war between Apple and Facebook now with uh, Facebook, uh, not Facebook, Meta now trying to poach Apple employees, and now Apple's paying them crazy bonuses because they're afraid of. And I would, as an audience listening and watching, I would really pay attention to that as how companies such as Meta will now start to poach other employees from different tech companies, especially valuable tech companies in 2022, not just Apple. I believe that this will be a bidding war between Microsoft, Apple. I believe that even in the e-commerce space between Shopify, Amazon, Walmart, even Costco can get into it. I believe this is going to be a bidding war as to who can poach more employees to do their bidding based on the metaverse world. Now, what does that exactly look like? That means more jobs will be created, obviously, because of the fact that now we're in a virtual space. So maybe you have a let's say a job such as an integrator, virtual integrator, what does that mean? That means that someone that kind of works as HR in the virtual space, that kind of sees, okay, you're purchasing this exclusive product, but are you actually purchasing it with the right acquisition of whatever you're using, Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever the case is that you're going to purchase this exclusive product for? These are all things that you have to also import. Also, hackers. There's always going to be hackers. Cybersecurity always comes into effect. because super, super big market. Exactly. That's going to open up. Super big market. You know, cybersecurity jobs, people who administration jobs, like Charles said, in the HR department. And there's going to be different factors within the VR realm that is just going to have a high demand for, you know, a labor workforce. And that is just a great opportunity, you know, job-wise to get into that space. So, and, you know, this is something that is probably not going to be exploded in the first quarter, but second quarter, third, fourth, you'll see the trend, you'll see the momentum. So I think this is like the perfect opportunity to, if you're trying to get into that tech world, if you're trying to get into that space, because, Realistically speaking, that's where we're going, and that's really where the money is going to be right now. Is all of that investment with the big tech companies? You know, I call it like the big three. Um, they're going to be in this bidding war, and they're going to expand their resources in order to kind of deliver these top products in the VR realm. So, look forward to that, and you know, be prepared for it because it's it's a lot of opportunity out there. A lot of opportunity to, to uh, expand careers, a lot of opportunity to do a career switch. So we're giving you this, you know, this is the plateau. This is what we feel is going to happen. I think it's going to happen for real. I'm, I work in cybersecurity, so I see this. Like, I, I see the trends of it. And uh, it's definitely going to be a high demand kind of situation. And the first person at the door is the one who, uh, you know, gets to go in. So Exactly. And as Daniel mentioned, and I'm going to continue 
uh, just kind of relaying what exactly he's saying. The reason that that's very important, especially for audience listening, is because of the fact of it's important to understand that it's, it, you always have deadlines as a company. And when you have deadlines as a company, that's very important that you make sure that you have the right people or the right team in place to make sure that everything is taken care of at the right amount of time. So that's really important um, just to kind of just highlight that for the audience. I also want Daniel to also highlight how does that affect with the new viruses happening? How may that affect, let's say, someone such as a worker working maybe not in the tech realm, how does how could that affect them in terms of the working from home? Because I do have my thoughts on it. And as I charge this record, this camcorder, I'm going to let Daniel kind of highlight <laughs> a few things. But yeah, if you can, please highlight that. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, we don't want the camera to cut off. We're running on E, so we're going to give it some juice. And I think that is the perfect question to ask. Like, what are the threats that come with entering this VR space, entering this, you know, realm of digitization, virtual reality, and working in that realm from working from home. Even if you're going into the office or going into an office setting space, there's going to be some level of involvement with this new tech, this new wave of technology. And I think the best way to, you know, there's no one straight answer for it because there's so many different ways that hackers can infiltrate, right? There's so many different access points and the best way is just to, as an employer, because it starts from the top down, train your employees, train the people that are coming in, right? If you, if you're in, if you own a business, and you're looking to kind of uh, implement this VR uh, new age into your your products and services, whoever's on your team needs to be trained on the threats that are going to affect your, your bottom line and affect your business operations, right? Um, password protection, you know, updating your whatever systems you use, patching, like the simple things go a long way, right? Uh, but what's really going to be a challenge is identifying what's called the zero day attacks, which are attacks and and threats that haven't really been recognized, and there's really no uh, immediate, you know, counter. Uh, there's no there's no way to really counter it from an antivirus perspective because it hasn't been identified yet. It's not registered in the system for an antivirus software to combat it. So those are really going to be the, you know, the, the real challenge with the VR is the new threats that come in, the new viruses, the new attacks, the new worms that will emerge from this. I mean, most of them kind of operate the same way. They just take a different form, you know, via Trojan horses and things like that. But overall, it still comes down to the main components of systems need to be patched user credentials need to be protected so there's no unauthorized access and the training for your entire organization needs to be top of mind right hiring the right people 
know who is is working a certain particular part in the cybersecurity realm. You know, from security to business continuity to you know financing because with all this security stuff, it's 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 going to cost money, right? So there's going to be an, an even meta is going to face this issue. We've had this conversation before in previous podcasts. Meta is going to have to decide on how it's going to protect its new VR implementation while also maintaining profits, right? So, and that's the challenge with it. It's how much do you invest to protect Security. It's a it's a question that a lot of CISOs and a lot of CEOs, executive members that sit on like whatever council that they're a part of, um, to maintain and protect security. That's the biggest challenge. You know, how much do we invest to protect our assets? Um, how much can we afford to invest? So, you know, to sum it all up, it's going to be it's going to be twofold, right? Like we go back to the opportunities where this is going to require more of a labor force is going to require employees to be kind of perverse in that arena so that they could work, but companies are willing to pay in order to protect their data and to protect their brand. Uh, Because you can't go into this space and not expect threat vectors and not expect you know, cyber warfare to occur, right? Because companies like Meta, companies like Microsoft, companies like Apple, they're not just in the United States. They operate globally, you know? So it's not something that is just a domestic uh, threat. It's a global threat that anywhere anywhere in the world, someone could try to infiltrate the system. And it happens daily. Now, if you, it, it does happen daily. It's not like a, it's not just a one-off when breaches happen. Um, attacks happen literally every single day, sometimes by the hour. So it's definitely going to be a challenge uh, for these companies. But, you know, in the long run, I think that it's going to open up the door for those opportunities to happen. Exactly. And that's kind of just what we kind of want to highlight for you guys in this upcoming year, because again, there are going to be a lot of challenges that we're going to have to be faced with, especially now with a lot of these viruses happening. I think from an investment standpoint, also really understanding what am I really investing in? I think that especially for those, let's say that if you, let's say travel stocks, maybe you may want to be wary of that entering 2022. Why is that? Because remember the last shutdown, that a lot of airlines ended up closing and laying off a lot of workers and stuff like that. So that kind of hurt the stock market from that perspective. So as an investor, you were losing a lot of money in that 2020 realm when the virus was really, 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 uh, you know, prominent in, in the world. So that's very important. So how does that work as an investor? You look at healthcare stocks, you had look at you have Pfizer. These are the vaccines. Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. I know they that they have their own split, but that's still a company to look at. You look at just different type of places like CVS, uh, let's say Target. Why, why those companies? Because of the fact that, let's say, a Target pays dividends, but these are comp- uh, places, CVS pays good dividends. But these are places that you can easily go to get just certain products, uh, you know, you, whether you need medication, whatever the case is. 
you have to look at it as from an investment standpoint, especially in 2022. What do I do on a daily basis? What is necessary on a daily basis right now that is conducive to my growth uh, for my financial growth? So what does that exactly mean? That means that what is affecting my daily livelihood that I can invest in that can help better what is currently happening in the world or amongst my individual life lifestyle, whatever the case is. So that's really important. And that's why we also wanted to just kind of highlight that for the audience that is listening. Uh, apologies if you can't see right now with the <laughs> camera. We got to adjust that. But for those listening right now, that's very important that you do invest. Make sure that you invest in the right space, especially entering 2022. Also, Another thing that I'll look at is mergers. Now, I do believe that a lot of companies will start to look at mergers in 2022. I can't say which ones, but there are a few out there that I can maybe put a guess in that they're going to try to acquire some type of company or do a partnership with a company. One will be Tesla. Why Tesla? Because I believe that Tesla is going to be heavily focused on phones in 2022. Mm. Now, those that may be listening may think that why would they be investing in phones? A lot of people don't know, but Tesla actually built a phone this past year, uh, a smartphone. Now, obviously, do I believe that they will compete with the likes of Apple? No. But ironically, I think both companies will actually reverse each other and work on each other's things in 2022. So what do I mean? I mean that I believe Apple will heavily promote the Apple car in 2022. And I believe that that uh, Tesla will be working heavily on the smartphone. Now, why would Tesla want to be working on a smartphone for those that may be listening? They already have, uh, they have a tablet in place in their cars, in their the Tesla 3, the sedans. You, if you use, if you bought a Tesla recently, you ever test drove a Tesla, you ever looked inside the Tesla there's a big tablet where it basically serves as your GPS, pretty much your Alexa in their car, their version of that. So why would they have a phone? Because of the fact that if you have a phone, that's just another way to get companies that have a lot of money have fuck you money. I've explained this before. It's <laughs> called free cash flow, but, it, but I call it fuck you money. So that's just money that they have just to, whether they want to give it away in a, in a form of nonprofit or they just want to do it where they can just get into another space. So basically, companies get bored and they're like, how can I take over another industry or another part of an industry where, let's say, you know, it's not heavily as focused? That's why originally Apple went from phones to tablets to smartwatches, and now they're in the car, the car realm. That's, that's not by coincidence. That's just what I say. It's fuck you money. It's a way that they can take over different industry markets but but by being the parent company over it all, I believe that's what Tesla's doing. Now Tesla has the smart technology. Obviously, they're a car manufacturing company, so they have the the probably the best engineers. This is another thing why I said that I believe that a lot of companies will be poaching other employees from different types of companies. So don't be surprised if you hear a lot about a, a lot of Tesla workers going to Apple and vice versa. That won't be by coincidence. That is because they need the people that. Hey, you were on the team that built the iPhone, right? Back in 2014 or whatever the case is. Okay, I'll pay you. They're paying, uh, Apple's paying you X. I'll pay you triple of what they're paying you right now to come work and design this phone, uh, app, this phone for me at a better rate because we have more of the technology and have more of the designers 
than these people do. Vice versa. Like I said, this is just something I believe is going to be occurring on a day to day, but it's very important to know for the audience that's listening. So that's very important to highlight is I believe 2022 will be the year of mergers. Your thoughts, Daniel? Wow, man, that is just, <laughs> and I'm not surprised, right? Because Tesla, we know Tesla has, the, you yeah. know, just even in the last uh, year and a half, we've seen Tesla stock just like damn near almost triple, right? So I think, you know, from the perspective of market capitalization, they have more than enough funds to go into this type of project and also, you know, afford to pay prospective employees, you know, however much of a of a margin above what they're getting paid at said Apple, said Microsoft, said Google, whatever the case is. So I I do <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna call it the it's, it's gonna be the bidding wars in, in 2022. You know, we're gonna have tech companies poaching each poaching each other for uh um you know getting the best talent right as they all in their own way go into the new space apple with the apple car you know pumping it heavily now and tesla this new phone iteration along with the other you know fine tuning its tesla models and things um microsoft you know going into more of the VR space. Meta is going to be, there's going to be a lot happening, you know, and a lot of moving parts. So I think it's really, really exciting, especially in the, like, you know, if you're, if you're in tech, if you're, in, if you're tech minded, this is like, you know, you're like in a playground, you know, you could just, there's so many opportunities, especially job wise and everything. Um, and I think it's really good for the economy. Overall, I do think that the economy is going to have a nice boost next year. I'm pretty confident about that, despite, you know, Omicron just, you know, fucking everything up. I think overall, um, from a tech space, so, you know, I can't really speak for other industries like airlines and, and stuff. But I think in the tech space um, and also healthcare, um, there's going to be uh, a lot of growth. Um, and also, you know, healthcare tech. Uh, I think is also going to be something that's very prominent uh, towards, you know, the, the end of 2022, as we kind of get into these, you know, more digitized forms of, of communication, and as we increase in uh, providing health services, you know, with all the different vaccines that are coming out, all the boosters and all the research that um, different health companies are doing. There's even biotech that is kind of pumping up now. So all of these things are going to be real prominent and at the forefront for 2022. So look out for that as well. But overall, yes, tech, and this has been said for decades now that tech is the way to go. Tech is the way to go. You know, tech is going it, to, it, it's really a true and tried statement that Technology is going to continue to advance, and that is where all the opportunity is. Just look at Bitcoin. Just look at cryptocurrency. That is in the tech world, you know, in investing. You invest in stocks. That's primarily done through a digital space. Nobody's going to a, you know, a physical Charles Schwab's anymore to trade on the, on the stock market. Like, they're doing it through apps. So, fintech and, and all of these different 
uh, applications, even real estate REITs, you can do through apps now. So there's so many different things that technology is just the way to go. And it sounds simple, but it really is something that once you digest it and really understand it, you don't even have to be like, you know, a tech junkie. You don't have to like know coding and know all of that. You just, it, it, any opportunity within tech, you just know a little bit and you can get your foot in the door and just take advantage of all the opportunities that's there. Cause there are a lot of opportunities out there in the tech space. I agree. And as he's mentioned, I just, I, I don't know how many times I can stress it for the audience. I mean, it's, it's really just you getting the knowledge as necessary. I've said this time and time again on various episodes. We've discussed this on various episodes. It's tech has taken over fintech tech, digital tech, whatever the case is. It's just that technology has taken over. So if you have children, I advise that they really start looking at computer science, engineering. It doesn't have to be their end all be all as a career, but it's just understanding that this is the information that they have to know to if they want to make a good amount of money in the future. If you want to make a good amount of money in the future or in the near future, it's something that you want to just look at, look at certain classes, just understand how to do certain things. These are just what jobs are asking of you, not even just tech jobs, companies alike. They want people that know how to break down information, make it easier for them to understand. Remember, we live in a world now, this isn't the mom and pop shop of our parents or grandparents era. This is an era where this is heavily technology induced. If you go to a bank now, the computer, the, the automated system does more than the actual people that work there. A lot of banks now don't even have people in there. I went to the bank early this week. They said they're closed until next year. I'm like, what the hell? This isn't a holiday. This isn't New Year's Day. This isn't Christmas. But this is just because they understand that a lot of banking is done online. Or you can go to ATM. It does your deposits. It does your withdrawals. It answers any type of questions. If you have a help contact question, if you need to request a card, you can go on a mobile app and do that. So what do they really need people for? So this is just kind of understanding where the world is going. We're, we're moving into where robotics is taking over. Uh, computer gaming system is taking over. Digital assets, creations is taking over. Entrepreneur, the most wealthiest individuals in this universe, this world, are technology-focused people, designers, engineers. That is not by coincidence. That is because the, a lot of the products that we use is a result of them. You use Microsoft, that's Bill Gates. You drive automated... EV vehicles. Uh, Elon Musk didn't start that, but he popularized the hell out of that shit. You shop online for various products. Thank you, Jeff. I can go on and on. There's so many people. You want to get into the African spectrum, the world. The most, their wealthiest African individuals, other deal in oil, other deal in agriculture. That is not by coincidence. You need to eat. You need gas for your car. You need, don't you? These are all things where the world is moving into. So they know, they understand that. We need people that are problem solvers in this generation. In 2022, you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see a lot of people throwing a lot of money for coders, for software engineers, et cetera, et cetera. I think real estate, real, digital real estate workers is going to be important. Oh, what does that exactly man. mean? We're, 
I, we're going to touch base on that. But digital real estate workers, that's going to be very, very, very important in 2022. That's already being moved into. And I'm going to let Daniel get into it a little bit. But we've been discussing buying digital real estate. Now, what does that exactly mean? A lot of people think that this is like Sims. No, <laughs> that's not exact. That's not what it is. It's kind of like that if you look at it from a virtual standpoint. But that means that digital real estate becomes. Remember what I mentioned with the Gucci and the, uh, the Gucci aspect in the earlier in this podcast. What I meant, to, what I'm trying to say to you and meaning to say to you guys is, you have exclusive looks at properties in real estate on a digital spec in the spec world, whatever the case is. If a property drops that you're looking at a listing, you can do it exclusively through an NFT. So that means it's a first come first serve type of basis. But why, why would a real estate agent want to do that? Because it cuts out the middleman and goes right to the top. So if you have your credit in order, you got bread, they can get to you right at a drop of a hat. They don't have to go like back in the day where they got to go talk to 10 to 20 people before they find a perspective. They can just go put it online in the digital world. Somebody can say, what the fuck is this house look like? And this guy got money. He got fuck you money, as I call it. And so he or she just goes like, they put up a thing. They, they contact this thing. The NFT, you have to drop your information so they can easily pull that up. They just, they just put a bid for it. They're like, hey, I want to look at the house. Remember, a lot of people now, even when you're renting or buying a home, they already have a virtual tour. That is all NFT based. Come on, guys. Think about it. It's all NFT based. Of course, you want to look at it in person and they'll let you look at it in person, but you can look at it in person also from the comfort of your home. You can put up money from the comfort of your home. You can have a lock in deal. Remember, real estate is first come, first serve. So if you're already locked in, you put in a price online where you have an exclusive, let's say you have a QR code where you can just scan it. You can go to the agent and you scan it. And you're like, oh, you already put in a bid. You secure it. Think of it like a security deposit. You've already put in without even having to meet the agent. That's all done from the comfort of your own home. Come on, guys. And, and think about this scenario, right? Let's implement some VR into this. Let's say, okay, we're in New York. Let's say you want to do some real estate in you know, a low-cost area like Texas or Georgia. You don't even have to get on a plane to go see this house, to go make the deal with this house. It's all done virtually. All done virtually from the comfort of your home, as Charles said. You can manage real estate on the other side of the country from the comfort of your own home. You know, you could do that now, but I mean, there's some times where you have to actually physically go there. But now in this digital space, it may not be required or the the, the requirements will be, you know, even less, right? Because it's all this ease of of making things accessible while you know not <laughs> accessibility right and that's that's the that's the the best way to put it and real estate where it's going now with everything that's going on in technology i mean just the other day there was a house that was built off of a 3d printer mm -hmm. just straight from 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 a digital blueprint to physical structure and people bought it and there's a there's a family living in there right it's crazy when you say it like that but that's actually happened it's facts mm -hmm. so and that's just the start you know it's not like you know so 
this is the kind of thing, this is the arena that we're moving into. No, it's not The Sims, but it's it's, it's, some, it's very similar, right. right? Creating something in a digital space, blocks, um, creating the blueprint for everything. You think about it. Boilers, pipes, like everything that goes into building a house, it's done virtually. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, it's just created as a physical structure. Crazy, right? Not so, because it's happened and it's going to continue to happen. Yeah. So real estate from a physical structure perspective and also from an investing perspective, you know, we've talked about REITs, we've talked about uh, buying different kinds of assets. You know, you could buy, you know, a mortgage from a bank now. Like it's it's just so many different things you could do in the real estate realm uh, with NFTs and just virtual reality kind of taking over. The game is going to change a little bit. Right. But it's still going to be the same. So look out for that. And we'll definitely have a conversation on real estate uh, in the coming episodes uh, as we pump out more content to you guys with the Danzo pitch. Mm -hmm. So very excited with that one. But yeah, uh, everyone that's listening, um, 2022, very exciting, very exciting stuff happening. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff happening in 2022. I, we can sit here for hours and give you guys the information as needed. But it's very important to note that we've highlighted the most important things that we believe 2022 will bring, which is obviously robotics, the metaverse aspect. So if you're not looking at metaverse stocks already or looking at just the meta understand the metaverse world, I, I advise you to speak to somebody that may be more versed. You can speak with us. We don't know all the answers, but we've had this conversation enough with just amongst ourselves and other individuals and learning more about it that we can give you guys a little bit of the information. Even if you want to speak to somebody that you may be close with outside of us that you know, definitely learn more about it. That's one thing I recommend. Understand the digital space. Understand virtual reality because virtual reality is really synonymous with what is happening in the world right now with our actual real reality. A lot of a lot of stuff that's being done is done now in the in the virtual world. Our shopping is done in a virtual world. Our our education of our our future generation, our children, our friends' children, grandchildren, whatever the case is, they're learning on the digital space. A lot of now, especially now with the virus, with a lot of stuff happening in the world, sickness and happening in the world, it's hard to be in the condensed space. Is how we grew up, where we had to be in the physical space. So now a lot of stuff. Sorry, parents. The, the honest truth is we're probably in the next couple of years are going to have children probably 50 to 60 percent of the time at home. Speaking with a teacher via Zoom, that's why virtual meeting spaces and stuff has been incorporated from a lot of these companies. I always pay attention to tech companies, tech giants. When tech giants are doing something, that's probably a foreshadow of what's to come. So if Microsoft Teams is popularizing and Zuckerberg is reaching out to Satya, uh, if I pronounce his name wrong, my apologies, and they're working on some shit, that probably means in the near future that other companies and the world is going to move in that direction. I don't know. It's like these tech guys are like aliens, and I love it. But the thing is, like, <laughs> they just know shit that is happening in the world because they have the money, so they have the connections, so they know what's happening in real time before we do. So that's very important. So understanding the digital space is important. I advise for those listening and hearing this, speak with the generation before us also. Let them understand that because the thing is, yes, they're not here forever. Obviously, they're here a lot older than us. But I think it's also, 
I also notice one thing is because of the fact that they want to learn. But a lot of times we don't give that information or we don't have the patience as being younger because at the end of the day, we always on a go. We always think on a go. But I think also it's teaching the generation before us. I can't, I'm not even going to speak for the generation after because they know more than we do. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but 2022 is going to be very important because of the fact that our parents will have to understand this in 2022. It's not a maybe they're going to understand. They're going to have to understand the virtual space because I think a lot more companies, both from a whether you're working in e-commerce as a shopper, whatever the case, is going to be heavily induced into the virtual world, especially with a lot of these viruses happening. Omicron isn't the only virus. I'm sorry to say. I, I, I wish it was. But my estimation is it's probably going to be, the numbers are probably going to be crazy. And a lot of businesses and stuff are probably going to get reaffected in 2022. Do I, do I know whether it will be to that uh, thing as it was in 2020? I don't know because I'm not... Obviously, I, I don't know all the answers, but from what I'm seeing and how we're moving in this world, it's probably going to be another lockdown in the near future or something of that nature. So last time we barely came out of it. A lot of people didn't come out of it. So let's be better prepared. Let's better teach a generation that, hey, you can. Hey, mom. you Hey, dad, you can buy this on Amazon. You can you can have this order delivered. You don't always have to run to the store. When it's a whole virus going on and there's like a hundred people going into the store at once, especially that you're down that they're in their fifties, sixties. I'm giving this game for you guys so you guys understand that. That it's okay to teach them. It's okay to be patient with them. Whether they want to learn it or not, at least try and then see where that goes. That's also gonna be something in twenty twenty two you're gonna have to understand. Like he mentioned, understanding the financial space. The financial regulation space, understanding companies like Square, Cash App, Zelle—these are all payment options. These are all options that in the in not even the future now that you have to understand because I think this is going to be a form of payment in the in, in the thing. Uh, also, design, design companies, designers. Our our world, we we are web designers. Danso Solutions, which is our parent company, is a design company, and a lot of our company, our, our work is going to be something that's going to be heavily induced. A lot of companies are going to need website designers, logo designers, because there's going to be more entrepreneurship in 2022 as more people understand the digital space and the world. They understand that there's going to be needs as we learn something new. So why, why, what do we do? We hire the people that can build our image, our brand, our our logo, our, our, our way of lifestyle on the, on the digital world. So that's why I think website designers, logo designers are going to be high in demand. We're going to need you guys as well, but that's going to be in the near future. Follow us on Dancer Solutions and Pitch for more info on that. But that's very important. But to kind of tie in what 2021 was, 2021 for me was a learning experience, both from a personal standpoint both from a, and, a, and a professional standpoint. I think uh, I'll let Daniel get his thoughts in as well. But for me, it was a learning experience. It was tough. I'm not going to lie. A lot of lessons learned, but I also am hopeful and grateful because of the fact I was able to learn these lessons that in 2022, that has better prepared me that to better execute, to better understand, to better ask for, ask for assistance. And whether 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 you you want to or not, it's just good to do that to 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 ask people that know more than you do 
because of the fact that allows you to be more humble, to understand that, yeah, maybe I'm doing it this way, but maybe I go about this way. And I think in 2022, that's going to be very important because of the fact that we're going to get hit with a lot of information early on. A lot of companies will be merging, acquiring people. You're going to be hearing every day in Bloomberg, whatever, uh, Yahoo, or uh, Zuckerberg got 10 more employees from Apple. Uh, they got this person. They're building this virtual space. They're working with this person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So with all that information, maybe it may not be readily sound. Maybe we may not fully understand that. But what we can do is reach out, listen to the dance hall pitch. Listen to, I like earn your leisure. I, I, I like giving a game to other people outside of just myself because the thing is I'll learn from them as well. And hopefully in the near future, they can learn from us because we will make it big. We will get there. But in 2022, that information is going to be necessary. You're going to have to understand the virtual space. You're going to understand, you're going to have to understand how to break information down in your nine to five job. You can be working at McDonald's. You can be working at Goldman Sachs. It doesn't matter. You're going to need to understand how to build and break down info. So if you got to take a Python class, you got to learn HTML, CSS, all these things. And I, I explained that in, in the description, what exactly that is. But for those that may not know, that's going to be a way of lifestyle. You're going to need web designers. Reach out to us. Dance Soul Solutions, as I mentioned. You're going to need logo designers. Reach out to us again. All these, if you're going to be thinking about building a business, thinking of, what are you not thinking about building a business? What do you know somebody that's thinking about doing it? Entrepreneurship is going to be very key in 2022 because more people will be in high demand. Like I mentioned, you need someone that's going to understand how to code. You're going to know, you're going to have to have all these people. And what does that mean? They're going to throw a lot of fucking money your way for that to happen. Daniel, your thoughts? You pretty much said it all, Charles. I mean, that's the summation of what I would say 2021 has brought me and along with what I believe 2022 is going to bring. The biggest thing that I will highlight is the importance of being teachable. Because I think that with all the information that's out there and with all the environmental and circumstantial uh, events that are happening, I think it's important to really be willing to learn, but also be willing to accept the change. Uh, and the change is the change of digital currency, the change of investing in NFTs, the change of doing these different things that we are not used to doing because we haven't been exposed to them because technology is moving so fast. So I think that's really going to be uh, a curving point. Not and, and not, I speak for myself and also just you know to everyone who's listening. I think that's going to be a big thing is the ability to be teachable and to you know change certain things that we do in terms of investing, in terms of career, just in terms of everything. Because that's really how we're going to be able to move with the new wave. Um, because the thing with change is it's, it's either you adapt to it or you get left behind. So that's really the big thing for me. Uh, and I'll be working on that. I hope everyone will also. Because I'm excited for 2022. We all make New Year's resolutions and rightfully we should. Uh, and the important part about making these resolutions is to apply them. You know, make the change, you know, declare, have the intention, know what you want to do, and then 
make the steps to actively change and, and actually do the things that you set out to do. And not all of it's going to get done. I mean, everything we're talking about today on this podcast, we're, you know, we're, we're, like we all can't do it. We can't do it all, right? We do one thing at a time. Maybe for the first quarter, we learn, okay, how do I really get into this NFT stuff? Maybe we start there and learn that. And then the second quarter, maybe, okay, let me see what's going on with, you know, this VR war between, you know, Meta and Microsoft and what's what's going on with that? You know, third quarter, you know, you take it in bite-sized pieces so you can adapt in a, in a transitional way, in a, in a, in a gradient kind of way, instead of just jumping through, right? If that makes sense. So I think that's the greatest approach with any way of adopting change and with any method of learning is to do it gradually. And you, you, you make the habitual change in a comfortable way, in a way that it's like, okay, now this is a part of you. Because that's how we do it with everything, right? We, we learn how to walk like that. We learn how to invest like that. We've mentioned it on previous podcasts on where to start with investing, like in stocks. You just throw your money in, well, not throw your money, but invest your money in like one stock, like an Apple or now a Meta, but previously was Facebook. Just invest your stock, start there. Invest two stocks, start there. And then you just continue. Then you can get fancy with it, right? Then you can start doing options. Then you can start doing margin trading. You know, then you can start doing, but you start with the basics and then you move forward. So. That's my uh, summation. That's my wrap up with that. Um, I'm glad we made it through the year okay. Hope everyone stays safe and have a blessed new year. And 2022, we're coming in strong. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to be a great year, as he mentioned. Um, I want to thank those for those supporters that have been following us throughout the year and even uh, the year prior. Um, like I said, it's not easy for us. Uh, we, we do sacrifice a lot of the time and obviously that's, but we love it. You know, end of the day, um, I can say that, um, I can attest to that. This is information that we're giving to you guys because this is something that we enjoy doing. We love talking about this stuff. We love learning about this stuff and giving it to you guys, but it's up to you guys to apply the information that's being taught to you. We've given you guys a summation of what exactly we believe just based off of knowledge that we know and understanding of reading and people we talk to as to what to expect in the year ahead. Now, don't wait until Jan 1st. We still have about two days left, uh, a little bit of a day left. So it's very important that you start planning now. Um, you start understanding now that this is something that is going to be very important to understand in 2022 and beyond. And I know that for those that may have list, maybe listening to this and saying like, hey, you know, it is what it is. You know, I just go with the flow. I'm telling you, Make your life better. Make yourself better entering the new year, both from a mental standpoint, financial standpoint, and beyond. Again, I want to thank those that have been supporting us. Again, this is the Dance So Pitch. We are from Apple, Spotify, and also YouTube. We're going to have a lot more content, a lot more guest speakers, a lot more event planning, events in 2022. So keep a lookout for that. Whether COVID or not, we'll do it from a virtual space now, like I mentioned. We don't need to be in a physical location. Zoom, et cetera, et cetera, does the job for us. But that's just something to keep, a, you know, just kind of keeping a loop. We will be back first week of Jan. More uh, updates on that, hopefully with a guest speaker, more details to follow. want to wish everyone a happy new year and see you in 2022. Peace.